we're here again. If you're looking to do the good old asshole soft shoe shuffle, you can do so with this grooving tune and a creaky chair. Welcome to Night Vale. <laughs> <laughs> Live from the Liar's Lair, it's the Disinformed Podcast. Let's see if we can do this right this time, kids. How about, I'm Shane. I'm John. And I'm Michael. <sighs> if I Got could it. play you kids like they're playing these keys and just tickle the ivories with your fucking faces. <laughs> That's a hard F for just right out here. We're getting that adult rating today, kids. Uh, what are we going to talk about today, John? Today we are going to harbor our inner Oswaldo Mowbray. And All we're right. going to talk about frontier justice. Oh my dear so lord. Buckle up. Get some yeehaw juice. I'm not talking about cum. <laughs> nope, that doesn't track with anybody else. Okay. <laughs> uh, my favorite, uh, it's... my one of my favorite comedians still that I've mentioned multiple times, Shane Smith, tweeted out that he refers to his cum as yeehaw juice, and okay. it's ruined my life. It's <laughs> and only I'm certainly it's I'm certainly it's changed my my wife's life as it's, well. It's it's only yeehaw <laughs> juice when you're fucking your cousin. I think that's the only way that I that said. tracks. Roll time. <laughs> hey, so. <laughs> We call that country time, down where I'm from. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I was watching Hateful Eight when we started like looking at topics, and it was, it was yeah. when they did the extended cut. And today Netflix. is a no-hat day. It is no-hat day. It's a no-hat day. Um, and I don't know why, but I always loved the monologue about frontier justice uh, at the beginning of that movie. So when we're doing the, or watching the extended cut, I uh, figured I'd look, up, look it up. And there's not that much on it, but there was something... There's little branches of it that are that are pretty cool, but not like a cut and dry Wikipedia article uh, that I could just look up an hour before we did. But that's kind of what I did anyway. Um, we're just gonna go and keep that on brand. Yeah, but I want to start it off by having you, Shane, from memory, tell me the Frontier Justice monologue from Hateful Eight. Good luck with that. It you're been... you're better at recall than I am. I, I am, but I mean that is uh not something that I'm I'm going to recall at this point at all. Not okay. Well, I couldn't find the exact quote uh, okay. that I wanted, but I did find a quote from Oswaldo Mowbray. Oswaldo Mowbray. Uh, have you seen Hateful Eight or no? No. God damn. Are we are we actually getting into the topic cuz I mean like I I had a little bit of banter here. Oh, you know what? Yeah, well then I'll save the quote and you can you can banter away. Just fucking with the format here. Uh, I just got excited to just barrel through my very well-prepared presentation. <laughs> so this podcast essentially is going to be like your intercourse, which was, I thought you were just going to put the tip in a little bit and play around, and you're finished already. It's mainly like, oh, you're going to sleep in five minutes? Plenty Can of we do it in the morning instead? Yes. <laughs> oh, my lord. <laughs> Because I don't want to have to wash the shame off of me before I do this. Uh, no, I was going to ask, since we're all on a podcast right now, and, you know, this is obviously topical, what are the podcasts that y'all are listening to these days? What uh, What's tickling the ivories in your ears? I am always just a last podcast on the left goon now um, for the popular ones, and then... Freaky Geeks was my main side one, but there is such juicy drama that happened on there, and I don't think I've listened to an episode in, like, five weeks. I still support them on Patreon, but honestly, I've fallen into just reading, or reading, 
listening to audiobooks instead of podcasts lately. I mean, technically been, you're reading it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've been doubling down because I have, uh, Michael and I are reading the same book now. Actually, two books in a row. Mm-hmm. We read yep. Recursion by Blake Crouch. Yeah, that sounds um, good. It was what we just finished. And then Now We're on the Stand by Stephen King. Mm-hmm. My first time reading it. His first time reading a King book. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I uh, I realize I do a lot like where I'm driving around or I'm walking around and I have my headphones on and I can focus. So I, uh, I've been just hitting Libby, you know, the yes. overdrive yeah. uh, through your public local, library. Yeah, your yeah. public yeah. library where you can get... More than just books, Shane. Yes, you can. <laughs> Whoa! Support your local public libraries, um, please. But yeah, I think I've I think I've almost hit a book a week, if not more, for about two months. Uh, ever since we recorded, um, ever since we recorded the two singles uh, with our band, I've Which been listening is to an obviously audio. referenceable to everybody else except yeah, they, you they and know I. That. Sorry. Um, so that, <laughs> was the, that was the long. That was the long answer. So okay. A lot of audiobooks. Okay. Uh, last pod when I think of a topic and see if they've covered it, which most of the time they have. Okay. Uh, uh, Miguel. So I primarily listen uh, to a podcast called Hello Internet. Um, it's been going for I guess five years. Uh, they're both YouTube celebrities. Um, okay. One person does uh, like a number sort of YouTube channel. He actually does a lot of them. His name is Brady Heron. He also has another podcast uh, where his whole podcast I can't remember the off the top of my head what it's called, which is great, you know, for this. Um, but the whole idea is that he pitches podcast ideas to his co-host, which is great. But hello, internet. They just talk about like what's going on in the news. Uh, do a lot of references to YouTube culture because they're both YouTubers. Okay. Um, they're both educational YouTubers. Um, those are the main ones I listen to. I also listen to a productivity podcast uh, called Cortex, which is also hosted by the uh, other guy that does Hello Internet. His name is CGP Gray. Um, those are primarily the ones I listen to. Uh, I haven't really touched any of them in a while as well, uh, a couple like weeks, just because I haven't really found a, a time to listen to it. Most of them, my car rides are like five minutes at a time. so And they're not going anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm shaking my head at you poor podcast supporters right now. Yeah, exactly. What about you? Uh, I am a huge goon for the Magnus Archives, which is... Oh, you tried to get me. Yeah, it's a horror-themed podcast where it's essentially uh, a... How to put this properly? So it is uh, an institute in England... Put it in pussy. Uh, it's an institute in England that uh, collects statements about incidents with paranormal activity. So anything that's sort of outside of normative behavior. And it starts to focus on particular themes revolving around entities as you go along. They're almost 200 episodes in. It's bloody fantastic. Okay. Love it to death. Uh, and I also, uh, of course, love Welcome to Night Vale, as we all do. Yeah, I didn't mention, uh, but I figured I'd mentioned in some way earlier. We can fold it in. Yeah. We'll leaven it slightly. And uh, I just finished a uh, quick, like, six-episode podcast called uh, The Man in the Window from Wondery. It details the Golden State Killer, oh, which is who Patton Oswalt's wife was covering, and she actually coined the name yep. Golden State Killer. She did. So, uh, it's interesting. It's depraved, as you would expect. But Oh, uh, yeah, that was one of the audiobooks I listened to, was okay. I'll Be Gone in the Dark by Michelle McNamara, mm-hmm. and yeah. It's heavy. Yeah, it's it's not really something that you listen to if you want to get brought up. But, uh, you know, it's a fun podcast. It's also not so. something you want to listen to, like, right before you get home after being at work all day wondering, is someone, has someone mapped out my, my house? Like, 
and your daily routine. Yeah, like, and also, do you uh, do you know uh, what he ended up being like after they caught him? One, do you know how they caught him? Nope. Yeah. You you do yes. now. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, crudely, like through twenty twenty one and me, right? Essentially, oh, like that a, guy. Yeah, that was recently um, caught, like in the last year or so. Yeah, but like he. That, uh, right? They okay. were wondering, like, what kind of like who it could be that could have tactically do her thing, and it ended up a fucking police officer mm-hmm. this oh. entire time. Uh, and actually, they get into the detail of how they actually found him, which is even oh. funnier. So, yeah, listen to the podcast. Check it yeah, out. Yeah, I'll it's, check it's that out for sure. Because uh, um, they located him through his former fiance. Oh, oh. bitches ain't shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, my Lord. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Got that rating again. So, okay, well, that was a fun little dalliance. Just because you reminded me. Ah. There's a really awesome one. If you want to get another depraved one, mm. uh, but you want to go into the cult side of things, Ooh. Uh, Heaven's Gate. It's all you have to type. It's a, I think it's a nine or ten episode, uh, one and like a one hitter. Okay. Just deep dive into Heaven's Gate, and it is. <sighs> weren't they the the cult that like killed themselves in California or something like that? It wasn't the Kool Aid. That's that's Jonestown. I, uh, I know flavor, a lot about yeah. Jonestown. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, it's fun. Their website is still up, as far as I'm aware. Well, thank it God is. For that. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, Okay, so now, now can I? I mean, yes. Now, give me the Mowbray. Okay, so on the topic of justice, (laughs) on the topic of change. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So Oswald Oswaldo Mowbray says, uh, "The man who pulls the lever that breaks your neck will be a dispassionate man, and that dispassion is the very essence of justice. For justice delivered without dispassion is always in danger of not being justice." Which. Quentin Tarantino is just a motherfucking boss, because mm. uh, that is just such sharp dialogue, and that's like a one thousandth of what's in that movie alone. Oh um, yeah. Uh, and my unpopular opinion with Tarantino fans is that that is probably my favorite Tarantino movie. Okay. Um, oh, okay. It is the slowest by far. I mean, I think Once Upon a Time might be almost as slow. Okay. It's just a little more lively because you have uh, footholds. Like you know, old school Hollywood's a little more easy to to hang on to without as much content happening than the uh, earlier Tarantino films really are kind of like the young man sex of they're so frantic and they're constantly, it's a barrage of diving in and out of like plot lines and characters and things. So he started to slow down and take his time as he's gotten older. Uh, Django has a nice deliberate kind of feel to it. That's, I love the opening sequence of just, you know, finding him in the woods, stalking through everything. Yeah. If there are any astronomy aficionados amongst you, the North Star is that, that one. Yeah. Um, Ta-ta. So what we're going to do again, like I was trying to preface that there's not a lot. Um, in fact, I'm on the Wikipedia article right now for Frontier Justice, and it's a bunch of see also's. Oh, good. <laughs> outside of the definition, there's an example. And the example that it's listed is what motivated a majority of what I'm going to cover through. Um, but so... The home team, the play-alongs, Frontier Justice on Wikipedia. So, uh, Frontier Justice is extra judicial punishment that is motivated by the non-existence of law and order or dissatisfaction with justice. The phrase can also be used to describe a prejudiced judge, lynching, and gunfighting are considered forms of Frontier Justice. So, I'd say, like, maybe, uh, I 
don't know if it's one of the examples, but it almost sounds like vigilantism to me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the Batman kind of like, well, they, you didn't catch my parents' killer, and if I catch them first before you do, then I'm not going to turn them over to you. I'm going to kill them. And there's no due process involved, no. which, you know, that's no. ultimately the, the major sort of argument anyone's going to have against it is, mm-hmm. yeah, you're just diving in because your blood's up. Yeah, which is... um I think where the context in, in The Hateful Eight comes from mm-hmm. is they're transporting a killer, uh, and he wants to keep his bounty alive. So he's trying... Oswaldo Mowbray, he's the... Um, the fiddly hands. Yes. Yeah, with the yes. fiddly hands. Uh, he's the executioner. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's the executioner. The hangman. So they're, they're waiting. They're in the middle of a snowstorm waiting to get to the next town so that they can try her and, and kill her uh, fairly. So he's trying to dissuade people from essentially taking her out or killing her in the middle of the night while they're trying to wait out the storm. Uh, but anyway, so one of the examples that came up is local history. Mm. Um, it's Wyatt Earp and Doc Holliday. Oh, my Lord. Uh, yeah. Tracked and killed four cowboys said to be responsible for Morgan Earp's death, which would later become known as the Earp Vendetta Ride. Yes, and anyone who has seen the glorious Wyatt Earp film or Tombstone will see that depicted. Yes. So we're going to go through a little bit of Earp Vendetta Ride. Oh my goodness. So it's Frontier Justice as it relates to an actual example that they gave on the Wikipedia. So again, if you're playing at home, you can just click the link to Earp Vendetta Ride and you'll be right here with me. We'll Sweet. follow along. You said I didn't down. prep. I have, <laughs> I have one, two, three, I have four. hyperlinks. I have Five tabs open. I'm all the time right now. <laughs> if there are any Wikipedia aficionados amongst six, you, six if you're counting the Google Doc that we all share. <laughs> six tabs. <laughs> all right. So the Earp Vendetta ride was a deadly search by a federal posse led by Deputy U.S. Marshal Wyatt Earp for a posse. Loose, confed- <laughs> <laughs> loose confederation of outlaw cowboys. They believed it ambushed his brother Virgil and Morgan Earp, maiming the former and killing the later. Ladder, later, ladder. <laughs> we'll we are the ladder. It's a ladder later. Yeah. yeah. Jacob's ladder. ladder. <laughs> the two Earp brothers have been attacked in retaliation for the deaths of three of the cowboys in the gunfight at the OK Corral on October 26, 1881. So we'll go ahead and just revisit the gunfight at the OK Corral. I actually, uh, when we get through the end of this as well, will uh, I have a, something that I can actually add into here from my own familial history, if you can believe it or not. Okay, I'm here for it. So it, it's Ooh. very exciting. Backstory. All right. So now we're on to tab three, guys. Ooh. All the tabs. Oh, wow. Blowing through it. Alt tab. So the gunfight at the OK Corral was a 30-second shootout between lawmen and members of a loosely organized group of outlaws called the Cowboys um, that took place at about 3 p.m. on Wednesday uh, in 1881 in Tombstone, Arizona. Tombstone now has one of the best breweries. <laughs> I, I know. I need to go there. I, um, you know, the yeah. only problem about going to Tombstone is that you have to go to Tombstone. Yeah. Um, and if you've been there once, you've been there once. I'm sorry if I'm making anybody upset by saying that, but it's, what, like four hours south? And it's just, I don't know. Like, you know what I want And also, you tombstone? have to go through Tucson. Uh, I like yeah. uh, pepperoni and cheese on my Tombstone. So ah, I can, uh, I, can uh, I can make that mm, pizza. Oh, mm, Jesus, mm, it's been mm, a minute. Yeah. Mm. Well, so that uh, the shootout is generally regarded as one of the most famous shootouts in the history of the American Wild West. 
Um, it was the result of a long simmering feud with Cowboys Billy Claiborne, Ike and Billy Clayton, and Tom and Frank McLaurie on one side, and Town Marshal Virgil Earp, Special Policeman Morgan Earp, Special Policeman Wyatt Earp, and Temporary Policeman, uh, gosh, he was in, oh, Doc Holliday on the other side. I was trying to, what is it, Vil Kilmer? Val, Val Kilmer, Val Kilmer. Yes, I was going to throw him in there, but. That's Latin, dog. Uh, <laughs> you're a daisy if you do. Um, so, <laughs> Billy Clayton and both McGlory brothers were killed. Ike Clayton, Billy Claiborne, and Wes Fuller ran from the fight like little bitches. It says it right in the article, guys. Well done. Um, okay. I, <laughs> no, I, no. Mm, um, I don't know. Does it really say like little bitches? No, no, it oh, doesn't. Okay. See, that wasn't oh, my that's lie. That's a lie. <laughs> I, I was also going to say 30 seconds of time. Is, when it but was I mean, about no. Three, actually, yeah, no, you make a good point. Like, when, when it says... It took place at about three. It's like three plus or minus a couple minutes, but you know, they still were like, wait, there's a shootout. Someone hit a stopwatch. It's 30 seconds. Yeah. Um, gunfights I, are not, you know, long drawn out affairs in the old West. Though. If I, yes. if I recall that it does kind of go into more detail about it, or at least it should. Does it break um, it down to a second by second? Like, um, have you ever played Call of Duty? Call it, do Duty? you know, like online? Have you ever seen a kill cam? On any game, like first person, they have shooter. a kill cam of OK Corral. They do, they Dude, do. Technology, it. man. It's uh, season one of Westworld. <laughs> well played. <laughs> God damn. Which is where we actually pulled the music at the beginning of this episode. Apparently. Uh, let's see here. Now, oh, you uh, found your place. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so Virgil, Morgan, and Doc Holliday were wounded, but Wyatt Earp was unharmed. Wyatt is often erroneously regarded as a central figure in the shootout, although his brother Virgil was Tombstone City Marshal and Deputy U.S. Marshal that day, and had far more experience as a sheriff, constable, marshal, and soldier in combat. That sounds... Just like, like after everything that I've heard, mm. I didn't know that. And then hearing that, like, it just basically just sounds like a bitch slap to the ghost of Wyatt Earp. It's like, you fucking poser. Well, and you don't know nothing. He was the older brother, and I mean, their father was a lawman as well, as I remember, so yeah, it's kind of a, a long line. You could have said that about his dad, too. Far more experienced lawman yeah. than Wyatt Earp, yeah. until he wasn't. Well, I mean, I only recently, <laughs> I think out of like reading random things, the only other like experience that I have with it, outside of just loving the idea of old Wild West tales is actually seeing Tombstone for the first time. And if I remember, like, in the beginning of Tombstone, like, the the, the movie, mm-hmm. um, there's not a lot of context to why you should give a shit about Wyatt Earp. They're just mm-hmm. like, oh, he's a bad motherfucker, and this is his posse, and they're they're holed up now in Tombstone, and that's that's all that matters. And and he doesn't take no no nonsense from nobody, and he's going to smack that one guy. Oh, it's a, he's going to smack Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> Just backhand him right in the face. He's gonna turn. He's gonna smack Billy Bob Thornton so hard he's gonna be a villain for the rest of his acting career. <laughs> well, so again, and came... he liked to bust his jaw. That's why he looks that way. Oh my God, uh, the shooter has come to represent a period of the American Old West when the frontier was virtually an open range for outlaws, largely unopposed by law enforcement officers who were spread thin over vast territories. It was not well known to the American public until 1931 when Stuart Lake published the initially well-received biography, Wyatt Earp, Frontier Marshal, two years after Earp's death. The book was the basis for the 1946 film My Darling Clementine and the 1957 film Gunfight at the OK Corral, which also had some influence on Gone with the Wind, and after which the shootout became known by that name, the Gunfight at the OK Corral. Mm. Since then, the conflict has been portrayed with varying degrees of accuracy in numerous Western films and books, 
and has become an archetype for much of the popular imagery associated with the Old West. Which is true, because it's not around the same time. I'm not going to... I'm not going to be that accurate with it, but the only other thing that I was thinking about Old West-wise, I was thinking like almost like frontiering, um, because I read uh, The Indifferent Stars Above, which details the Donner Party's travels, um, and that was a, a really cool looking in view, because I had never thought about actual travel like that outside, and it's kind of on the tail end, and they, they talk about once they're leaving like the Midwest as it was then, like getting out into, getting to California, like those stretches were... Just like, okay, so like 30 people died. Oh, oh, one person got murdered. We had to take care of him ourselves. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's treacherous. Mm -hmm. It's funny that um, it, on a total sidebar is one of the Remans. Uh, Remans? Here's my stroke for the episode. One of the reasons polygamy actually uh, began within the Mormon church is you had the uh, patriarch of a family as they were crossing to get over into Utah would die and their family would essentially have no one to care for them. So under the auspices of saying, I take responsibility for that family, you would then marry the other woman and have multiple wives. And it was not done in this licentious sort of lecherous, I'm going to bang everything that moves. It was, this family is probably going to wither and die if they don't have someone who's assisting them or trying to take care of them. And so they said, okay, well, we'll write this into the church that you can have multiple wives and have a larger scale family so you can all take care of each other. Yeah. So interesting the way history kind of gets reinterpreted or rewritten. Yeah. yeah. It's so cool to go back that far mm -hmm. and, just, and just see those those trails. Um, all right. Well, despite its name, the gunfight did not take place within or next to the OK Corral, <laughs> which fronted Allen Street and had a rear entrance lined with horses, stalls on Fremont Street. The shootout actually took place in a narrow lot on the side of C.S. Fly's photographic studio on Fremont Street, six doors west of the OK Corral's rear entrance. Some members of the two opposing parties were initially only about six feet apart. About 30 shots were fired in 30 seconds. Ike Clayton uh so, um, God damn. So, <gasps> subsequently filed murder charges against the Earps and Doc Holliday. After a 30-day preliminary hearing and a brief stint in jail, the lawmen were shown to have acted within the law. <laughs> it's, again, it's the stop breaking the law, <laughs> asshole! <laughs> yes. Um, so this is going to segue back to talking about the, the Vendetta ride. Fun! Which, again, this is all, this basically was just a jumping off point just to talk about uh, Val Kilmer. So Well, hey, who doesn't love <laughs> no. Val Kilmer? Um, the gunfight wasn't the end of the conflict. On December 28th of 1881, Virgil Earp was ambushed and maimed in a murder attempt by the Cowboys. On March 18th of 82, a cowboy fired from a dark alley through the glass door of a Campbell and Hatchet saloon and billiard parlor, killing Morgan Earp. The suspects in both incidents furnished alibis supplied by other cowboys and were not indicted. Wyatt Earp, newly appointed as Deputy U.S. Marshal, then took matters into his own hands in a personal vendetta. Like you do. Wait, you said the both Earp brothers were killed in separate events? They um, uh, Actually, the, the attack was intended to coincide. Oh, so they found out where okay. everybody was at the same time, and they all then said, it's okay, we're all going to go shoot them. Tombstone. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Obviously, I, you've not seen the film. Uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> but yes, yep, they essentially just coordinated a hit. called What Has Michael Seen? And it's a very, very short podcast. <laughs> I thought you and I one were... episode. It's going to be one word, nothing. <laughs> 
I, I think we, uh, you and I were going to start another podcast called We Watched Tombstone 872 Times, and it keeps getting funnier every single time I see it. Honestly, though, I've only watched it once, but it took me two weeks to watch it because I was watching it in like 20 minute increments because oh, I was wow. really busy and I just I wanted to finally watch it. Because I'd seen it, I'd seen the middle, I'd seen the end, I'd seen the beginning, but I'd never seen it back to front, so then I just treated it like an episodic thing. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Michael Bean is so fun as well. It just, mm, Johnny Ringo. Who's that? Uh, no, he's, no. He, he, oh, I'm going to strangle you across this room. <laughs> Vader strangle. Force choke. <gasps> well, deal with me. We're, we're almost there. Are we? So on March 20th, uh, two days after Morgan's murder... Wyatt, his brothers Warren and James, Doc Holliday, and two other deputies were escorting Virgil and his wife Allie to a California-bound train in Tucson. They learned that suspects Ike Clayton and Frank Stilwell were already waiting there. After Virgil, Allie, and James boarded the train, Wyatt spotted two men near the train that he thought were Clayton and Stilwell. He and several men chased down and killed Stilwell, but lost the other. After Stilwell's body was found the next morning, the Tucson Justice, Justice of the Peace issues arrest warrants for the five lawmen suspected of the extrajudicial, see also frontier justice murder. <laughs> when the men returned to Tombstone, uh, Sheriff Johnny Bennon had received a telegram notifying him of the Tucson warrants and attempt, attempted to detain the five members of Earp's federal posse named in the warrants, but they ignored him. <laughs> That's the spirit. Posse! <laughs> Still carrying arrest warrants for uh, Curly Bill, Brasius, and others, they left Tombstone to pursue, to pursue further cowboys implicated in the attacks. They just went full fucking, like, John Wick. Uh, yeah. or, or fucking, like, Rambo, just... No, I guess Rambo doesn't track, but... Well, the the context also as well, uh, for those who have watched Tombstone 200 times, the intro to the film is them talking about the cowboys and how they were kind of a plague because they were unchecked. Yeah. They were crossing state lines. They were, you know, really kind of like just laying siege to the, the West. I guess the reason that I'm bringing Batman into it so many times is because it reminds me of In Dark Knight mm. um, when Batman's talking about – or how they're implying that Batman doesn't have jurisdictional bounds. So right. he can go to, what is it, Hong Kong mm -hmm. and get the guy to bring, bring him back. back. No extradition. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of like the, the, the whole the whole stint there. Yeah. Um, so when they're uh, pursuing them, do you think that they were, were put in the boots? To the horse, I, in order yeah, to you know yeah, sure. quickly get across a, a large section. I, I don't think a frontier plains. <sighs> the reason I ask is we actually have our sponsor for today, Boils and Ghouls, and uh, I'm we're super excited for this. I've got to tell you because I I was personally not exposed to this product prior to now, but I am super glad to have it. Uh, and it's Bootbox is our current sponsor and. Are you ready for this? Because it's going to get fantastic. Have you heard of Loot Crate? Uh, Bark Box? You know, these are these things are all the rage. Subscription boxes are the rage, but the creators of Boot Box were interested in providing service that transcended the fun and superficial and offers something to edify and enrich their subscribers' lives. So what is Boot Box, you say? Fanciful Western wear for your feet? Oh, no, no. Boot Box is the first monthly subscription service intended to help promote general gastrointestinal and rectal health. 
Boot Box's patented and handcrafted products will be a delight to your derriere with each and every delivery, making sure you don't have a shitty day that you can't wipe away. From our patented poop pepper peels that help to strengthen and cultivate your colon's mucin and microbial defenses, as well as our patented shit ticket wet wipes that keep your pucker looking clean and pristine, Boot Box offers an array of digestive and cleaning aids to ensure your colon and rectal care is top-notch without the muscle and fuss of heading to the store and guessing what will keep you regular. As a special treat for disinformed listeners, if you visit poopshoot.com and enter the offer code IDIOT at checkout, you will get 15% off your monthly boot box subscription. I'm going to repeat that. It is going to be <laughs> poopshoot.com. Enter the offer code IDIOT and you will get 15% off your monthly boot box subscription. Uh, you know, I love it. This is my personal endorsement here. I have never been so clean rectally after, you know, my, my first boot box box. It kind of just sounds like a bidet with extra steps. Yeah. Basically. But yeah. I'm telling you, you you take a couple pills in the morning, you you know, use the shit ticket wipes, and you are clean and regular down there. Okay. Yeah. I'm just telling you. Yeah. It's well, fantastic. Report back, listeners, and let's see what you feel about Yeah, tell us what you think about it. Because, I mean, honestly, there's no better way to care for your poop shoot. Boot box. Quit crapping on your colon. Thank you, Ollie. Um, <laughs> um, that was a very perfectly placed sponsorship because that's that's basically where. Uh, oh, we're we're st- you gotta tell us where he tracked everybody down. You know? No, that's Why essentially that? where that kind of leads is that they just kind of oh. leave it open ended. Um, on that, they say that you know the federal posse in Tombstone started posse. to come after posse uh, <laughs> tried to come after the Earp Gang, but they evaded. Um, and then the Earp gang kind of dwindled down a little bit, um, and then just headed to New Mexico is how that Wikipedia article ends. Okay. Like oh. you do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was loose form frontier justice with one example and more Batman than I expected to vomit. Um, <laughs> and plenty of Tarantino just A lot of Tarantino. In. I guess topical because the, the movie came out or the new Tarantino came out recently, mm-hmm. which. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't need to. seen. Haven't you haven't seen, seen anything. Yet. Just assume um, I haven't seen shit. Yeah. Um, uh, which is appropriate because your boot box is heading your way. You're going to see yeah. shit, sir. Um, no, it was very good. It was very good. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what I got on Frontier Okay, Justice. well, um, coincidentally, uh, you not knowing this, because I don't think we've ever actually had this conversation. No. Um, my family is a part of the – that helped to settle this glorious state. I say that now, uh, and we're going to – because, they, you know, you guys don't need to know my fucking last name. But oh, coincidentally yeah, – yeah. Uh, you can do some research and the first governor of the state is a member of my family, etc., etc. So there were large swaths of the Arizona countryside that my family kind of helped populate and, and settle and establish. Uh, in the small town of St. John's, there was an incident that occurred called the shootout at the Barth Hotel. The reason being is that uh, one of my great-great-great-great-grandfathers was prone to cutting off any uh, cattle rustler's ears if he caught them on his property. So the first time he caught you, he would cut off your right ear. If you came back, he would cut off your left ear. If you came back again, he would kill you. So it was an easy way to earmark anybody who came on the property, and he knew <laughs> that if you were going to you know, come in and steal some horses, he'd already caught you once. Yeah. He wore those ears on his belt loops. 
So very, very uh, pre Ed Gein of him. A, yeah. a, yes, it's also if you've seen Universal Soldier, I can't hear you. Uh, <laughs> so this just gives you an indication of the craze that's in my bloodlines. But I was going to say this is very like just on brand for the hoo hoos. <laughs> so uh, in any event. They, uh, my grandfather, some of his hired hands, and a couple of his children were all hanging out, having a drink at the Barth Hotel. A collection of these cattle rustlers, we can even call them cowboys for the, the sake of this. There's a different name that was attached here, and I'm just going to save it because it's not appropriate. But uh, they came to take a bit of revenge for their ears having been revoked from them and proceeded to have a shootout. There were 25 individuals, I think, I'm estimating the number, uh, who began to open fire on the hotel. Cool. My grandfather and company began to return fire after about 15 minutes there were 10 men outside and all six of my family were still standing probably because the men outside couldn't hear the bullets coming exactly (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and so again but another one of those very fast kind of rapid shootouts and then the gentleman outside decided to uh choose discretion over valor and took off but that is another famed arizona shootout that took place that uh, you know the blood that runs through my crazy veins Mm. So interesting, but again, frontier justice. You do yeah. what you can. I mean, you can't be blamed for that. I mean, you're a Pisces. Mm. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Pisces, and you're fucking crazy. <laughs> oh, this is not related to what we're talking about. Weird flex, but okay. Um, I can't remember the exact. I think it was Gemini's and Pisces and one other astrological sign. One, they're all bullshit, so if you... Well, I guess we disagree on that. Mm. Oh, no, I, I, it's bullshit. Okay. Uh, you. Why are you looking at me and thinking that I believe in some fucking stars That's that are in real, some... Hey, real Sagittarius vibe you're giving me. Uh, actually, <laughs> real I'm, I'm a Capricorn. I don't know why I said that. I'm Scorpio, okay? Thank you. Hey, there was a well done. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, hey, there was Scorpios. A I like Scorpions. They're Scorpios. Cool. We fuck like rabbits and we're really intense. Yeah. It's the only reason I like that stuff. So I was like, oh, yeah, this fits my personality. Readers Um, don't know what I'm glaring at, John, really much, like really intensely right now. There was a list of serial killers and their astrological signs, and they nearly all lined into the same three. And I thought thought that was coincidentally like pretty, I guess not cool, but that was pretty cool. No, it was pretty fucking cool. Yeah, Yeah, it's the dawning of the age of Aquarius is what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, So roll music. Wait, I, I mean, you don't really need to well, roll we, music. We don't even have what lies. We, we, we <laughs> I like that. It's just yes. We also. I should have clarified. Oh, even... as we started going, I was like, I didn't talk about what the format for the show was. We didn't dip a toe into anything. We're just like, oh, you know what's going on I've now. Been so sleepy. We're, we're we're episode like eighty nine now, so it doesn't really matter. Everybody knows what's going on. But uh, um, so okay, yeah. There is one lie. Um, of course, decided, there was one lie. Yeah. Um, it was lying on the floor. Can you there. just go ahead and at your your friend real quick? Please? I can. Uh, it, I I was told by a listener as they're running through, like I really like the episodes because you know you and Michael have both different kind of presentation styles, and the way that you lie is very interesting, and the way that you intersperse. And then, and then John, it's always like he just 
tosses it on last minute. It's like he forgot that he needed to lie, and then he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, this uh, statistic is wrong. Ha-ha. <laughs> uh, I'm a genius. And so it was It was funny, but he's like, I, I like it because the though. shows are entertaining, and it's fun to listen to, but it's like John's it, – it's like he couldn't be bothered. And I was like, yep, that's minimum effort there. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Um, I knew that I wanted to do this topic for a while, um, but I almost changed it last minute. I never really format things outside of doing what I've been very transparent about today. And I just had multiple tabs open, and I knew where my hyperlink jumps are, and I knew which paragraphs I was going to read. Uh, but most of the time in doing that, um, you know, I just – I don't have too many lies to do, so I just throw them where I can see them. Do you want to know know the lie because you guys didn't call it through? Which I think that's the point. You know, we're, uh, mm-hmm. if we're speaking about yeah, we're to get it in the moment. Mm-hmm. This yeah, is yeah. basically just a podcast version of bullshit. Yes, um, is what I've been saying uh, to people when yeah, they yeah, ask. I, I yeah. agree. How, yeah. yeah. Um, I Actually, was, I do want to because because yeah. uh, going with his previous you know uh, mm. lies that he does, um, the only numbers that I remember him throwing out are the thirty seconds. Uh-huh. Uh, no, it's not numbers, um, dog. <laughs> he, did you mess up a name? Did you say a name differently? Did you switch up a name? <laughs> What is he actually? Is he a down in a well, boy? <laughs> uh, Wyatt Earp is actually a human. Yes, it's um, Wyatt with two T's. You didn't. No, I was the saying um, in the OK corrals. Are we good? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm, yeah. I'm in yeah. my head right now. I'm scanning through the entirety of that presentation, and it's like the frontier exists. Uh, so Mowbray is, is not an actual well, maybe, person. Maybe I did okay then, because huh? I didn't expect you to know as much as you did. So I still, I think my lie was intel. I'm, I'm a genius. <laughs> um, no, I was two saying two, the, I the influences on the the OK Corral's like the literature. There was mm. the book written that influenced a couple movies, and Gone with the Wind has nothing to fucking do with it. Ah, yeah, I was gonna say it's in the the south and And slavery uh, and you know burning plantations. It's uh, it's within the same like ten years as far as when the film was released. Okay, but has nothing to do with it. Well done. Yeah, take that, Shane's friend. That was a sneaky (laughs) pull right there. You thought about it for more than ten seconds, so obviously that uh, does denote that you're you're evolving, Mm -hmm. you're becoming. We are but ants in the afterbirth. Well, you see, (laughs) when one opens six tabs, sometimes a seventh may appear. I mean, I'll tell you this. um, The only tabs I usually see you open are on the tops of beers. So I'm happy that you're at least using a computer for something other than jacking off. Well, the incognito tab was buried, uh, as it usually is. Ah. Um, well, you can't prove that Madison Ivy so. lives to see another day, despite her best efforts. Mm. Excuse me, I'm going to need a moment. <laughs> it's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. <laughs> um, oh, she almost well, died in a car crash. So, who, <laughs> Sorry, got, who well. got beat to death with a dildo? My God. <laughs> well, uh, thank you for sticking around today, kids, because that was an interesting run. Uh, we didn't give you any context to you know who we are, what we do, but I assume that you know if this is your first time in, you're going to hate us and never come back. Yeah. But if you're familiar with the format, this you're is going to hate us we and never come back. <laughs> we're, we're happy to have you here. Uh, I'm I'm gonna have to, you know, just roll through this here. So if you are keen on following us in the future, you can check us out uh, on. Uh 
iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Podcast Addict, Spotify, etc. Uh, and then uh, please give us a like and a follow. Uh, give us a review if you can. Tell us that we're doing a good job and if you appreciate John's genius lies. Uh, you can check us out on Instagram at Disinformed Podcast. Facebook is facebook.com slash Disinformed Podcast. And Twitter at Disinformed Pod, mm. which you may or may not have noticed is a lie because I've every single time I've said it, it's disinformed podcast across the board. That's not accurate. Uh, our Twitter handle is in disinformed pod because you can't go over 15 characters for a username on Twitter. So now you're going to have to check us out. And uh, the Twitter is going to be important because that is where we're going to start posting all of our happy little, uh, you know, accidents. Well, it's <laughs> all of our ejaculates that we cannot clean up with boot box. Yeehaw juice. <laughs> yes. Yep. But uh, that's where we're going to put the polls up so you can vote on topics that we can research and do in the future when we start integrating that if we are you know at a loss for things for john to look up at the last minute <laughs> anybody needs six tabs of, good old of information johnny six tabs that is yeah. your new frontier name <laughs> and it's going to be beautiful but uh thank you very much for being here this week ladies and germaphobes we appreciate you running through i want to give another shout out again to our sponsor boot box uh if you're you know looking to quit crapping on your colon Go to uh, poopshoot.com, enter your offer code IDIOT at checkout, and get 15% off of your monthly boot box subscription. I do, uh, I personally chose that as our handle, by the way, for, you know, how you have to identify. I was like, I'm not doing disinformed pod. That's long. I was like, IDIOT. Go with IDIOT. It's the it's way good. to go. Yeah. Ring so, bell. It, it, yeah, it, it just, it, it floats. Yeah, so floats. get it in the poop shoot, kids. Uh, quit crapping on your colon. Yeah. So... That is going to be it for us this week from the Disinformed Podcast, ladies and germaphobes. I am Shane. I'm John. And I'm Michael. Thank you so much, kids. Thanks for coming. Don't worry. We'll clean it up with guns. <laughs>